Welcome to another edition of Contractors Corner, a Solar Power World podcast series in which our editors talk with solar contractors and installers. This podcast series is a companion to the Contractors Corner column in our print magazine and on our website, so make sure you look for our featured solar contractors in every issue. In this episode, we are speaking with Omar Mello, Director of Corporate Strategy and Development at Titan Solar in Van Nuys, California. Thanks, Omar, for joining us today. Thank you. Appreciate you having us. No problem. All right, so let's start off learning a little bit about your company. When did you form? Where are you located? How many employees do you have? Yeah, um, Titan Solar was incorporated in uh, 2011. Uh, We're out of uh, Van Nuys, California, and we're about 130 employees at the time. Okay. What is your service area, and how many solar customers do you estimate are in that range? We have uh, four offices right now, two in uh, in Los Angeles here, another one in Ontario, and then we just opened up an office in Walnut Creek. Um, but until re- recently, we're primarily servicing uh, everything from Bakersfield down to San Diego, but obviously now we've, we're including Northern California as well. I think we've serviced uh, over 5,000 customers uh, in the Southern California area. Okay, so what type of systems do you install, and who are your main customers? Are you mostly residential or commercial? Primarily, it, it's, it has been residential and small commercial, and the type of uh, systems that we install are, uh, you know, mostly mostly PV. We like to use America-made product, uh, usually uh, SunPower or Solar World, and you know, we've used other manufacturers as well in the past. Um, but uh, but, we're, but that's not all we do. I mean, we do we also do uh, solar thermal and other uh, energy efficiency type of products such as cogeneration, uh, fuel cells, and LED. Um, we we kind of tout ourselves as the one-stop shop. Uh, we also do HVAC, um, windows, doors, patios, and roofs, um, everything that has to do with energy efficiency. Okay, are there any other solar services you offer customers, maybe financing or anything like that? Absolutely. Um, we, you know, we for the customer obviously they can buy the system, or they can, or they, uh, or they can just uh, uh, we'll we'll pay for the system and then just sell the electricity at a cheaper price to the to the property owner. Um, and we do that two ways: we either uh, they either go through a third party finance company or qualify them with uh, to to be able to. Uh, uh, buy electricity at a cheaper price where we maintain and manage the system, pay for the system, and we pay for everything and then to sell them the electricity until they get savings anywhere from 20 to 40% in that scenario. Um, for that, uh, we have our own fund um, where we are able to basically own the system and sell them the the, cert- the electric service at a cheaper price. And uh, you know, we also do uh, maintenance and, uh, and management of the system and monitoring the system as well. Okay, since you're involved with a lot of uh, residential installs, how is the potential ITC reduction affecting your business today? Yeah, I mean, today I think how it's impacting us more than anything else, at least from the customer standpoint, is that there's a mad rush to get in before the uh, the eleventh hour, you know, before the end of the elimination of the tax credit. Um, so, from that perspective, uh, you know, it, it kind of helps people. Get off the fence, knowing that that they don't have forever, and that it takes time to install the system. So, 
from from the from the customer's perspective, that's how it's affecting us. From us as a company perspective, you know, it's a matter of uh, adjusting and preparing for that time frame by managing our costs appropriately, so trying to devising different ways to approach the market so we can offer the same value even after the tax credit goes away. So, for example, oftentimes we're installing LED and reducing the usage consumption or or, or um, upgrading an HVAC system, again, so that the customer is not buying a much bigger system than they otherwise would need if they were already energy efficient with some of the other technologies. So. Um, you know, so that from our perspective, that's how it affects us. Is that we're we're becoming more efficient and looking for ways to to make up that difference um, before that before that, that actually comes along. It's always good to be prepared for sure. So, what are some other important business lessons you've learned since you've been in the solar industry? Well, I, you know, it is a very competitive environment. You've got some really large. Uh, some large companies out there that are competing. You've got Solar City. You've got Vivint. You know that just was recently purchased by Sun Edison. You've got NRG. Um, so you know, so there's uh, formidable competitors in the market. And as a company like ours, it um, you know it hasn't uh, taken on the, the huge amount of uh, capital or debt to you know pay for that acquisition in the market. Um, we we have to be a lot more prudent in how we go about competing, and uh, you know, and, and there's room for for everything. But you know, the, the large the large companies are all about uh, replication and uh, and volume. For us, um, we're about customization, giving the, giving the customer a, the white glove treatment. So I guess uh, what we've learned is that we can compete. Uh, we can be beat out the, some of the bigger guys. Um, by offering, you know, focusing on value and uh, uh, and quality um, and customization, the customer will uh, will actually recognize that value that we bring to the market. So, where do you see the solar industry in five years? There, there's a lot going on, and it's still pretty pretty nascent. I mean, you know, I, I think we're still under one percent penetration in the market, and so we've got a long, long ways to go. Um, there, there's all sorts of efforts by the, the Department of Energy to democratize the availability of solar. And uh, a lot of that has to do with continuing to push down the price of the installation, which includes not only the, the, the cost of the panel and the efficiency of that panel, but also everything else that comes into play turning out the product, which includes, for example, the cost of capital, whether they're either whether the customer either borrowing money or the cost of capital to the the, the finance company that's that's uh, owning the system and selling electricity to the customer under a PPA or a lease scenario. Um, you know, then you've got lots of regulation going on as well. You've got net metering in each state, which is kind of kind of swings back and forth in different directions. Those types of uh, issues haven't quite been settled. Um, the, the, the utilities are on one side of the fence and don't necessarily have to be about you know trying to trying to sway regulation in their favor, which they see you know maybe anti-solar. Um, you know, there's there's a whole tax credit issue as as well, um, and uh, you know all those things are kind of in flux right now. Um, uh, all those different variables, and what we see in five years is that some of these issues are going to be settled 
uh, solar will become a lot more mainstream. We won't we won't be uh, selling just to kind of the early adopters. Uh, community solar we will see become a lot more uh, available. It won't just be in Colorado. We'll see other states picking up favorable regulation that will will facilitate community solar. So there's a, you know there's a lot of dynamics, but we think that uh, the the writing's on the wall. And um, you know, we think, we think uh, policy will will start to move more and more in favor of solar, and as well as uh, market adoptability that uh, become more and more mainstream as people become more and more familiar, and they start seeing their neighbors and won't be and won't want to be left behind. It's a very positive outlook. Um, so why don't we talk about what you enjoy the least about the solar industry right now? <laughs> <laughs> For us, um, you know, um, uh, we've got we've got big plans, and we want to be a contender. And um, you know, for that, uh, we you know we've got our we've got our plans to grow, and uh, which which includes um, you know the capital and joint venture relationships, and um, you know, so what's you know, some of the things I just mentioned are, are part of those things that are kind of preventing others uh, from making large commitments to. In the industry, and we, we would be further along if uh, some of these uncertainties weren't a part of the dynamic where the uncertainty of net metering or the ITC, you know, um, were a little bit more, there was more visibility, um, there'd be, we would have uh, some really strong joint venture partners that would be willing to move forward with us. So, um, you know, that's, that's a little bit about, uh, a little bit of the frustration. I think on the on the uh, on the front lines, as far as uh, sales, it's not always just like buying a refrigerator where you already know what it does. I mean, there's still a lot of education that need, that needs to go in, and sometimes people need to hear it, you know, several different times before they actually move on it. So that you know, that's a little bit part of the frustration, but it goes with the territory. For sure. So, what do you enjoy the most about the solar industry? You know, um, there's so much to enjoy about the industry. I mean. Uh, uh, it's thrilling. It's exciting to be part of the energy revolution. We think we're well positioned. We, uh, we're excited about the, the prospects. Um, we, we love the fact that uh, it's a product that is genuinely good for the environment, good for our future, good for our future generations, and and uh, and it's also a very sensible product in that it saves people money. You know, so you know that that's why people are doing it. There's, there's actual savings. It's not even a a, uh, a luxury item. It's, you know, it turns out to be it's a very sensible investment, and and also happens to be good um, all the way around for our community and for um, you know really for for the uh, for the world at large. You know, for for everything. We we, lo- we love that all those things about the about the business. Definitely, definitely. So, what do you think has enabled your company to be successful, and it will continue to ha- be, help you be successful in the coming years? I, I think it's our commitment to providing the customer with a quality product at a fair price. Um, certainly, like I said before, I mean, some of these large companies have that brand; they have a lot of marketing dollars. Um, there's a lot of a lot of fancy presentation information and, and whatnot. Lot, large uh, marketing departments. Then there's others who are just kind of one one uh, you know uh, mom and pa operations who 
don't really have any overhead whatsoever and you know they're going to be under undercutting us in price uh and uh you know what i think helps us compete again is that um, we're able to go in um and customize for the customer what they need so uh you know uh, some of these larger companies if they're if the roof needs to be redone they can't do it because it's not part of their business model which is volume and replication. So if it doesn't fit into their little box, then they just they just move on and move on to the next sale. For us, we're going to customize this. We're going to customize the project for that particular customer. So if it needs a ballasted system, if they have Spanish tile, you know, or if they they need to redo the roof first or the HVAC first or economically because they have a lower bill, we're going to we're going to um, uh, install LED first uh, to, to, so that the economics pencil out for the customer to go solar. So, you know, so we're going to take a holistic approach as a company that can offer energy, not, not just solar, but solar thermal, uh, energy, home improvement, and other technologies such as cogeneration and uh, fuel cells uh, and battery as well. You know, that's kind of the latest. Um, so, you know, small commercial, that's a big part uh, the value proposition is that uh, you know we're not just eliminating the usage costs, but also the demand charges, which are natu- which are kind of naturally occurring with solar to a certain extent. But beyond that, there's there's savings to be had by uh, implementing a, a battery technology, which is going to uh, peak shave you know the demand charges and 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 delivering more more value. So you know that kind of holistic customized approach is what's working for us um you know we're not that that uh that you know, large publicly traded company with tons of volume that um, has, can only underwrite you know a rated customer because otherwise it doesn't fit into their 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 yield code that's going to be you know that they're going to sell off to got our own fund with, with, with uh more generous and and uh, customizable uh, underwriting criteria. So, at the end of the day, is our ability to customize the product to, to suit the customer's needs. All right, perfect. Well, this has been another edition of Contractors Corner, a Solar Power World podcast series in which our editors talk with solar contractors and installers. I'm Kelly Pickerel, Associate Editor of Solar Power World Magazine. Thanks for listening, and please tune in next time. <laughs>